right, it is four o'clock. Um, today is May 18th, 2023. This is the Senior Center Commission meeting. Um, we have a lot to go over in a short amount of time. So I'm gonna just, let's go through introductions super quick, um, starting with uh, Kristen. Uh, Kristen Crumray, staff. Sue Melliker, commissioner. Nancy Strachney, commissioner. Angela, commissioner. Warren Paris, commissioner. Latasha Deloach, staff. Tasha Lara, commissioner. Pauline Taylor, Iowa City City Council. Andrew Dunn, Iowa City City Council. Thank you very much. And I do one note to remind people to please speak all the way into the microphone because we're recording and we know that we work with varied populations of mm -hmm. hearing abilities. And that was our trial run to speak in the microphone. Yes. We'll see if you've passed or failed. Um, uh, the second item on the agenda is minutes of the March 16th, 2023 meeting. Um, I would accept a motion to accept the minutes as written, or do you have any edits that you'd like to make? It was in the packet for today. Nope. All right, hearing no edits, I'd take a motion to pass the minutes of March 16th, 2023. Second. Oh, you got a motion we have, first. We need a motion first. You motion. Sorry, we have a new group. This yes. is basically, I don't think we've passed anything since any of you. So, so when I'm, so usually when we need to vote on something, somebody would say they um, move uh, the minutes of the March 20, 16th, 2023 meeting. So one person moves and the, the a second person will chime in and second i can't make motions because i'm chair so i require and the staff, I like rely and we're on staff you, so we can't either and staff can't make motions oh. so the four of you can move things and second things yeah is it green no you it might is. need to move it no, down it's closer to your it's all ready to roll. so yeah. i need to make a motion to accept the minutes yep as they stand yep. yes exactly perfect i'll Check take it Awesome. We have a motion and a second to approve the minutes. Everybody who accepts the minutes say aye. 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 Anybody who rejects the minutes motion say nay. All right, it passes. Uh, the agenda item number three. Thank you for like walking us through our first vote with new people. It's awesome. Okay. Third agenda item is public discussion for items not on the agenda. This is where we would invite members of the public to make comments. Um, we have one member of the public, but you don't want to make a comment today or? Okay. Oh, she's here to listen. Okay, good. Um, and we wouldn't necessarily be able to have a conversation about the items if someone did bring up something, but we could, you know, listen to them and we don't have anybody to talk about anything today. So we're going to move on to agenda item number four, city of Iowa City strategic plan presentation. And we have two uh, city councilors here today with us. Thank you, Angela. Uh, and I'd like to thank each of you for uh, allowing us to, to have some time during your meeting, and it sounds like a very busy schedule time, uh, to share the city's strategic plan and how your work as, as a commission uh, can help support uh, that vision. So uh, without further hesitation, we have a slide presentation, uh, just a little history of council, and you can chime in too, Andrew, this is Councilor Dunn, <clears throat> if, if you have anything to say. The, the council and staff uh, engaged in a very extensive process. We had several meetings, including one all-day Saturday meeting, uh, to refine the vision that, that's been uh, started in the past uh, and to uh, uh, 
update the vision and the um, action steps and, and the process and priorities. But it stayed pretty much the same uh, for, for the city. So uh, without further ado, um, we'll just kind of talk about a little bit about, we'll go through the slides and uh, see if there's examples that you can think of how you can carry out these values uh, with your board and commission work. Oh, okay. I think I have my pages mixed up here. Well, we can we can go by the slides. We can just we, talk about it. Probably. Yeah. Obviously, the values. Uh, yeah, you want to go back to values there. This is the overview. Yeah. Okay. That's the overview. Our strategic values. Uh, uh, we we obviously face many challenges as as you do as a commission. You've you've uh, run into those things. Uh, uh, in, especially by the state and some of the rules that, that they make uh, that kind of preempt things that, that we as a local government would like to do. Uh, the regional population growth and more demand for services as we've seen with the senior center and from what we've heard, our senior population is increasing. So, which makes your work as a commission and this center even more important for uh, the, the values of this community and the members of the community. Climate change, obviously there's a, that's pretty important. Um, and federal funding opportunities. You've got to always, always boils down to money, right? So we need to always keep those things in mind. I'll say one thing about that too. That is also now uh, seeming to be a potential challenge for us in the near future, uh, as it has come out that uh, you know unspent ARPA dollars might be on the chopping block uh, in negotiations for uh, the debt ceiling uh, in, in Washington, D.C. So we're absolutely keeping our eyes on that. And we're hoping that that doesn't happen and we can continue uh, with the plans that we have proposed. Um, Councillor Dunn, could you explain, could you tell what ARPA means? Yeah, the American Rescue Plan Act. So that was uh, the first stimulus bill uh, that was passed into law that uh, gave uh, the city of Iowa City and a lot of other municipal governments uh, as well as authorized a lot of other social programs around the United States during uh, the very turbulent economic times of, of the COVID-19 pandemic. Thank you. I was just trying to catch people up. Absolutely. And they did indeed, um, <clears throat> usually with all federal things, come with a time limit, time restriction. So we have to be keenly aware of, of what those timelines are and, and utilize those funds as best we can. Absolutely. Best way to predict your future is to create it. Uh, city of Iowa City strategy map, these are kinds of things, the values, uh, partnerships, which we partner with our commissions on, on uh, achieving our goals. Uh, climate action, of course, always concerned about that. Racial equity, social justice, and human rights. And I think that's vitally important with the senior center. Uh, you welcome all ages. I think that's not a well-known fact. People always associate senior with, oh gosh, over 60 or 65 years old, but uh, you even welcome the youth and have things for that. I, the book machine, that's just so amazing. I've, I've seen their concerts and that's really young people too. And, and it, it's great in all ages, um, how it uh, will impact the community, uh, mobility and safety and well-building. I think mobility, people always think of our transit system, buses and cars, but I think that you folks with your exercise room and, and those kinds of programs, the dancing classes, the things that really keep the citizens moving, uh, uh, keep them healthy. You have the health classes. Uh, I myself uh, participated in when I came of age, the um, uh, 
spacing on the, the ship. ship. The yeah. ship. Yes, yeah. thank you. I will need the ship the program ship. when I come of age too. I'm yes, the, already the person, confused. the person that and that was here. I came here to meet yeah. with them, and uh, he was very helpful in, in guiding me towards. You know, they don't tell you what to do, but they help you to understand the different programs. And I think that falls into safety and well-being as well as economy. It helps a person to really realize, well, what can I afford? And, and I think uh, you folks do a great job of, of that aspect too. And then just say one thing okay. about this, particularly about the mobility component, something that I think that we should be making people as aware of as possible is uh, we are planning on introducing fare-free public transit in Iowa City nice. at our next meeting and then transitioning that uh, over the next period of months. So uh, that is a big component and that, that is going to affect everyone in our community, hopefully, uh, as much as possible. So just wanted to also make sure you guys knew that. So the person, being the person in charge of transit in North Liberty as part of my job, um, you know, I've brought up many times the idea of like a regionalized system instead of a piecemeal system between each city, each municipality and the county. Um, just, you know, there's limitations on what I can do in North Liberty because I'm not a transit authority and I can't be a transit authority because there's too many transit authorities in Johnson County. So <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it would be nice if we all merged those efforts and you know the free fare was something i was hoping that would come out of the last study but uh, so i'm really thrilled that you guys are it's coming out for iowa hoping. city <laughs> it, is, it is i know a lot of uh, yeah and i'm over 65 and i wasn't aware that i already could you yeah, know with a, you with a pass, pass i could ride yeah. free but, but i but this those. would make mm -hmm. it even easier you wouldn't need a pass you just get on the bus and ride and hopefully that might help some more folks come over to the senior center just yes. hop the bus and uh know which route to take and head right here to the senior center so that will be good we would also love your your help and uh making sure that your your uh, members uh, know that <laughs> so let's utilize it exactly exactly so so you as a commission even though you might not know it uh, you you do uh have an effect and impact on on the city strategic plan yeah uh resources next you yeah. want to talk about resources? Oh, go, ahead. go ahead and talk about So resources. resources, of course, we're always going to need them to make sure that we uh, act on our values and, and live out uh, the, the impact of our strategy. Facilities, equipment, and technology, always people and our financial resources, whether those are our funding streams uh, through the federal government, through our local taxes, uh, or through our enterprise funds. And the facilities part, of course, I know there's, I saw something on the Bolton board. It's a uh, really important, and it's been talked about for a number of years as far as the location of the senior center itself. So uh, we as a council value input from the commission and your uh, center members of, of what your thoughts are on that, because that's very important. Values more specifically. Uh, you want me to go into this? Go ahead. Sure. Yeah, so uh, our values represent both a lens through which we are approaching our work to build our city, uh, as well as desired end state when our work is completed. Our values are embodied in every element of this plan that we're talking about today and that we're acting on every day uh, in the work that we and hopefully you uh, do as city leaders. Um, so those, those core values are racial equity, social justice, and human rights, like Councillor Taylor said a moment ago, climate action, uh, and ensuring that we're partnering in, in as many places as possible so we maximize our effectiveness in these areas. And I think you as a senior center and the commission supports this with the partnership with the University of Iowa, the College of Nursing. Uh, I think I came one time and had blood draw for something, at, uh, for cholesterol check or something through here because you partnered with them and, and that's a really excellent, excellent program. Mm -hmm. 
So how will we know if we've achieved our vision for racial equity, social justice, and human rights? Here are a few examples. Uh, we will know it when we can say that our community celebrates and welcomes cultural diversity, that our community acknowledges and commemorates accurate historical cultural perspectives, that every resident understands how systemic inequities have disadvantaged some populations and have the skills to disrupt that bias, as well as the systemic acknowledge the systemic barriers in policies, programs, and services, and making sure that, th that those are properly addressed. We want to build partnerships that facilitate equal access and opportunity while simultaneously making sure that we're making community decision makers uh, that are building up community decision makers that reflect the diversity of our community. Um, all the while we focus on equity, inclusion and belonging uh, as a clearly identifiable uh, aspect of all city operations and initiatives. How will we know if, if we've achieved our vision for climate action? Uh, you might think that, oh, you, you don't have much of an effect on that, but uh, the world looks to Iowa City to copy our innovative carbon reduction strategies, and I think you folks have been looking at that, and as far as the renovating of the building and what kinds of things that you can do since it's like a almost centuries-old <laughs> building that perhaps wasn't conscious of, of the climate back, back then, but now uh, do more climate action kinds of things. Even I think there's talk of solar panels at some point somewhere, so you know that's a really good thing. Net zero greenhouse gas emissions are achieved across all sectors. You're looking at that also with the renovation. You know, what kinds of things can uh, we utilize in the renovation of the building that, that uses less uh, of that, causes more less gas emissions. Every household is prepared for extreme heat, cold, and weather events caused by climate change. Uh, I believe you even maybe offer some classes at the senior center on on homes and, and how to take, deal with your home and, and climate action. Biodiverse environment is uh, found throughout our community. Our children's water, air, and soil quality is better than it was for us. Residents choose to take climate action, such as riding the bus, which we've talked about, mm -hmm. shopping locally, and conserving energy. Uh, and I would add, you know, playing locally, coming to the senior center to, to, to play uh, and do those kinds of activities to keep healthy, healthy, safe, and sense of community are improved for all. So. How will we know if we've uh, achieved our vision on partnership and engagement? I think it's appropriate for us to go doubly mm -hmm. on this one. Uh, the public believes that opportunities for public input are worthwhile and sincere. Public dialogue is respectful. Decision-making is transparent and every resident is routinely reached by the city in a way that aligns with their preferred method of communication. That means coming to where mm -hmm. people are. Mm -hmm. and, and that's also, uh, we've heard over the years with uh, the growing population of, of immigrants and non-English speaking uh, residents in the community, they're asking for instruction kinds of pamphlets and things that, that are in other languages. Uh, Swahili has been asked for a number of times and of course uh, Spanish and I think that some of your programs and things are, are in other languages which is, which is good. Yeah. Uh, we also want to make sure that our neighborhoods are a source of grassroots community building and prosperity that our community stakeholders trust and openly communicate with the city, as well as cultivate, again, public-private partnerships that are common and a natural component of every one of our solutions. So, um, I don't know how you've handled this in your, yeah. your presentations, but I kind of just have left it with people unless we want to have an open dialogue. If they have questions or if they have ideas mm -hmm. uh, about some examples of, of how you, as the senior center or as the commission itself, commission members, can carry out these values, uh, the board, and, and uh, follow through on that, the city's view, view of where we'd like to be. Mm -hmm. So. This is, this is really the whole point of this entire presentation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, something that's been integrated into a lot of the proposals uh, and presentations that staff gives us at council are specific action areas where uh, what we're doing and how, and exp that explains what we're doing and how directly it relates to our strategic plan. 
so just being cognizant of that and, and mindful of that uh, is something that we'd really appreciate um, because we're all in this world together <laughs> and, and we really do believe that this, this plan is going to get us towards uh, you know, making Iowa City the, the best city to live in to come for many more years. <laughs> I think the ultimate goal is for 100% participation or at least 100% able to participate. And so I think the work at the Senior Center by the staff here, they're really uh, focused on eliminating barriers to participation. And, and to me, that's kind of the approach. Like technology has taken us a lot of places, but some people are left behind by that. So eliminating that barrier for people, making sure there's in-person stuff making sure there's transportation to get here. Um, the building is fully accessible and functional, yeah. So I really appreciate the work that these folks have done already on some of the things that you've listed today. So. And we appreciate that too. And we, uh, It's not gone unnoticed that the, those kinds of things that you've done over the years, as, as I've said earlier, it's an older building. It, there was not thought given to accessibility or handicapped or, or that kind of thing. And you folks have really kept that in mind and, and made it more accessible to, to all folks. I think especially during the pandemic, you know, there was a real core group of people working in Johnson County area that, you know, there, there was the large group of people at risk and everybody kind of came together and worked as a team to eliminate barriers to be able to get vaccines and to be able to socialize at home. So technology access, all of those things um, were really a focus of this group and I feel like it was a great success. So without even knowing it, you were following our strategic plan. And yes. <laughs> or it was even passed. We wrote it. <laughs> Helping us achieve our vision, yes. Mm -hmm. Does anybody else have anything to comment? I feel like I keep talking. No, that's fine. <laughs> we appreciate you being on the commission. That's great. This is also your space. Oh, mm -hmm. well, all of our space. All right. So the strategic plan also has specific uh, impact areas and action steps. Uh, you want to take it away? Well, neighborhoods and housing, uh, I, I, a lot of people talk about downtown as being the, the core of Iowa City. And, and so you're kind of your own little neighborhood right here and, and a lot of activities, a lot of things going on. So I, I think uh, that's, that's very important uh, that that is a part of this, whoops, this core neighborhood of the downtown area. Uh, mobility, I've talked, touched on that as far as uh, making, making it accessible and uh, the bicycles or walking and, and improving people's health and well-being so that they can do those things, bike or walk or get to the bus. Uh, economy, of course, you, you have classes for folks that, that help them with those kinds of things uh, and safety and well-being. I think I see that as like a really key area of, of what you as a commission provide and, and with the senior center is the safety and well-being of uh, primarily the older population, but, but you include everyone in that, which is, which is good. Absolutely. So each of these four impact areas also have specific strategies that are associated with them. Um, next, uh, each impact area of the strategic plan is broken down into a vision, strategy, and action steps. The vision is our why uh, we do what we do and the type of community we aspire to be. Our strategy is the what, the top priorities that we have that will focus to move our community forward. The action steps are the how, or the, the specific projects we want to implement over the next few years to get it all done. The first impact area that we have is neighborhoods and housing, like Councillor Taylor already mentioned. 
the vision is this. Iowa City is a collection of authentic, vibrant neighborhoods and districts. By way of internal and external streets and trails, each community member has, a safe, has safe, easy access to everyday facilities and services within a 15-minute walk or bike ride. Neighborhoods are compact and socially diverse, with a variety of housing choices and at least one place serving as its center. Permanent affordable housing choices are dispersed throughout the community. New higher density development blends with existing buildings and shapes a comfortable human scale pedestrian environment. While public spaces are inviting and active with people recreating and socializing in parks, natural areas, and tree-lined streetscapes, all enhanced with public art and placemaking uh, initiatives. Um, this is how we want Iowa City to be. Uh, and, and we truly do believe in that, and I hope you guys do too, because uh, it sounds great. Um, so our, our strategies for doing that are we first have to do a lot of technical stuff. We have to update the city's comprehensive plan mm -hmm. and zoning code. Second thing we need to do is to partner in projects that serve as models for, the des for desired future development. It means going out of our way to make sure that we are showing people that this stuff can be done, and that means blazing the trail. Uh, and, and the third strategy is to create inviting and active outdoor spaces with unique and great and engaging recreation opportunities. That means working with our partners in parks and recreation as well as all of our other uh, programs and initiatives and departments throughout the city uh, as well as other non-governmental partners uh, to do so. Fourth strategy is to address the unique needs of vulnerable populations in LMI neighborhoods. That little public art in there and looking around the room, that reminds me of one thing that I hadn't mentioned is that's always been a very important part of the senior center too is, is having the art displayed and uh, even you know having the artists and, and um, having them speak here and, and display their art. And that, that's very important, obviously, plays a part in our vision. What is LMI? LMI. You were hoping I wasn't going to ask. Low and moderate income. Low and moderate income. Okay. Yes. Low is. and moderate income. Thanks. Mm -hmm. I know you guys have very distinct neighborhoods here already um, designated, but um, I would encourage you to take a look at North Liberty's Neighborhood Ambassadors Program, where it kind of even divides neighborhoods up further and identifies a couple key people to communicate to each se segment of each neighborhood. Um, and they can apply for grants for events for the neighborhood to establish like a neighborhood feel. But it's just really interesting thing that Jillian has done up at North Liberty. Actually, yeah, uh, yeah city, Iowa City does have neighborhood associations. Right. And um, I mean, and they have pin grants that they can apply for to oh, okay. do events and things like that. So I was the contact for our neighborhood for uh, several years, but then, I mean, our neighborhood is kind of, I don't know. It, it, there, Adversity brings a neighborhood together, right? Oh. We don't have a lot of adversity in our okay. neighborhood. It's kind of, you know, except for that it's very close to City High, which is adverse <laughs> enough sometimes. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to let you know oh, that they okay. do. And I, I can't remember the person's name that took over from Marsha Bollinger, but they've been great about communicating to the neighborhood, so. Nice. Yeah. Right, because not, not, there, there are a few neighborhoods that, that need some associations, but there right. are some, the ones right. that are existing, like the South District one is uh, very powerful and has helped right. that one to really grow. And it's a huge with the communication facet that you guys were talking about and communicating to people and their preferred method when you have that yes. direct connection to the people living in a neighborhood. Yeah. Absolutely. Appreciate mm -hmm. that. That's good. You take mobility? Oh, go ahead. Mobility. Uh, the vision is that community members of all socioeconomic statutes 
easily, safely, and comfortably travel using multiple modes of transportation year-round. Commuters choose to walk, bike, or bus at least half of the time, and an increasing number of trips are fueled by clean energy. Regional collaboration, you've talked about that, <laughs> has created a strong multimodal network that links Iowa City to neighboring communities. Uh, we'd like to work a little harder on that, especially with North Liberty. <laughs> Highly traveled corridors have separate trails or comfortable, safe lanes for bicyclists. Uh, when prioritizing the needs of pedestrians, bicyclists, transit riders, and other emerging forms of transportation are weighted greater than those of automobile drivers and adjacent property owners. Uh, first strategy, of course, is to expand the access and convenience of climate-friendly and regionally connected public transit. I think we were one of the first cities around to have the electric bus fleet. Uh, we'd like to expand that over time. They're, they're much more expensive, as you can probably tell, and also require uh, different sorts of mechanical help with that, but uh, they've been very successful and, and uh, people have loved them. They're, they're quiet from what I hear, very quiet. Strategy two, design and maintain complete streets that are comfortable and safe for all users. Um, <coughs> we'd like to hear from you folks. We, we hear a lot from people from about their individual streets, that the traffic is too fast or, you know, what can we do about this? And those are the kinds of things uh, we'd like to hear about too. Strategy three, grow and prioritize bike and pedestrian accommodations, uh, which is also very important, and I, th I think you even have some bike class, bicycle classes or bicycle groups uh, within the senior center, and, and that, that's really helpful. Excellent. Next impact area is uh, very important as well, <laughs> the economy. Uh, our vision is this, Iowa City is the preferred location for businesses at all stages of development. Startup businesses flourish and take advantage of mentoring and other resources. The vibrant arts and culture community attracts both visitors and new residents. Technologies developed at the University of Iowa are transferred to local business sector, creating business diversity and new value within the community. Businesses pay living wages and support skill development for their employees. They, we have support services such as childcare and language assistance that is readily available for all, which means every person who wants to participate in the local economy can do so. Community members support each other by spending their money locally. We have a few strategies to do this. Uh, we wanna reinforce Iowa City as a premier community to locate and grow a business. Strategy two is to ensure appropriate infrastructure is in place for future business growth and development. Strategy three is cultivate a strong entrepreneurial and small business ecosystem with a focus on creating new pathways to success for systemically marginalized populations. Strategy four is to build Iowa City's image as the greatest small city for the arts. And strategy five is to strengthen Iowa's, the Iowa River's role as a, a signature community amenity and tourism generator. And of course, safety and well-being, which I've sort of uh, stressed here quite a bit. Uh, the vision, of course, is to uh, support the mental and physical well-being of our community members. Public safety response, whether from the city or nonprofit partner, is nuanced depending on the specific needs of the situation. Community members receive emergency response services promptly and welcome responders as problem solvers. Inviting spaces for social interaction, which I think this is a wonderful place for that. Uh, exercise and regeneration are equitably located throughout the community and are lively with activity and use. Uh, new and longtime community members alike, especially marginalized groups, easily build networks and establish roots within our community. Community members have safe, healthy indoor spaces and are well prepared for climate related changes. Uh, I'm remembering a class I, well, it wasn't really a class, it was a, a get to know you kind of a thing. And it was all ages, new people, old people. Uh, we all sat around in this room and sort of uh, did the, like the speed dating kind of a thing. But uh, it was just to get to know people. And you just kind of, 
yeah, you alternated who you talked to and you got to know all kinds of people that way and it was really great. Got to know what brought them here, what keeps them here, and which is really important. So our strategy, of course, is implement and expand innovative public safety models to improve outcomes and relationships. There's a picture of the GuideLink Center, if you're aware of that. It's uh, become very important in our community. Uh, partner with nonprofits to address the most emergent and foundational community needs. And you guys can be helpful with that if you're hearing from your members, you know, what kinds of things they need, what would they like to see at the center or in, the, in Iowa City. Uh, strategy three, build community by fostering social connections and developing safe, accessible public spaces for gathering. And I think that's really, really key to you folks because I think people uh, see this as a safe place to gather, safe place to come. So that's very important to kind of keep that image alive. Resources. <laughs> The tools to get it done. Uh, again, we need to focus on facilities, equipment, and technology. And that means investing in next generation facilities, investing in the facilities that we have right now, and making sure that we create safe and healthy workspaces. It means that we pursue high performance government, governance, reward technology and innov innovation. In terms of people, we again have to establish the city as an employer of, of choice, to build a diverse talent pipeline for staff and boards and commissions, as well as enhance engagement and welcome inclusion. Uh, financially, we always have to uh, grow the tax base, diversify revenue sourcage, uh, sources, and leverage outside funding, uh, while we all also maintain healthy reserves and a prudent debt strategy. Uh, when we were developing our, the strategic plan for the city, we, as it calls it, alignment uh, work together. There's a group called Better Together 2030, all in vision. Uh, of course, the University of Iowa uh, plays a big part in our community. Uh, and, and as I would mentioned, you uh, partner with them on many programs. So uh, we want to parallel their strategic plan and not to have any conflicts there. The Envision East Central Iowa Plan, uh, ECICOG, and the Department and Division Master Plans. Each of our departments have their own plans, and hopefully they are all in sync with, with uh, our plan. So there's a lot in our strategic plan, clearly. <laughs> this is only a slideshow of many hundreds of pages. Uh, so what's not in there and what do we need to be aware of? One, 99% of what we do as, as a city is not being reflected in the strategic plan. The bulk of our time and resources go to the delivery of basic services. While they don't show up in the plan, they are extremely important to our work and to the community. If we don't deliver on our core services in a way that aligns with our values, nothing else in the strategic plan is possible. Um, two, unexpected challenges. Whether it's daily operational challenges or major events that impact the entire community, we should expect to be diverted from our strategic plan priorities from time to time and should have strategies in place to mitigate the distractions uh, or prepare for upsets. Three, timely opportunities. <laughs> Sometimes we can't predict or control opportunities that can't be wasted. For example, the American Rescue Plan Act funds that we mentioned at the top of the, top of the meeting. While these can be positive, they do take away time and energy uh, and, may, and may require reprioritizing of resources. Four, uh, the major projects that we, you, uh, what major projects are you already undertaking that are not in the strategic plan? Uh, now is a great time to evaluate where we are uh, with those projects and chart a plan for closing the loop so that we can tackle the next step of strategic, or yeah, the next set of strategic initiatives. So major ongoing projects that we're working on, making sure that we're bringing them into alignment. Can you, can you uh, tell me how you define major projects? Is it a, is it a, dollar amount? I mean, anything over $10 million? I mean, I'm just curious, you know. 
I don't know if we have a legal definition for, for major, but I mean, I would say that anything is like a capital improvement right, project. We, yeah, part of our um, budget is called the capital improvement projects. There's the smaller kind of everyday maintaining sidewalks, maintaining streets kinds of things. And then, then there's the section on the capital, CIP, the capital improvement projects. And those are the ones over the years I've always considered to be like the major projects okay, okay. that uh, that are underway. Okay. Uh, like uh, one, one such thing is like, we eventually, you know, we talked about the buses and mm -hmm. we eventually plan to um, move that that facility there off of Riverside Drive is very outdated uh, and apparently sits on what used to be a, a landfill area uh, so it, it's got it's got some issues so that's a big that's a major project and a major <laughs> that's a lot of money too so that would be a major project or a capital improvement project that over time you know eventually we need to say what well, we we really got to to do this we might need to bump some other things down to, to get that done and get that accomplished. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's a rule, but really anything having to do with infrastructure, infrastructure is almost certainly going yeah. to be a major yeah. project. Yeah, the parking ramps recently, that was added on because we weren't expecting that. We had some issues with some of the parking ramps with, with the infrastructure um, cracking and, and having some issues. And that was something we hadn't expected, but was a major, major project. Yeah. How Thanks. many major projects are there on there? Oh. <laughs> well, how many do we need to do, or how many are we on right now? <laughs> that because is, there's many. <laughs> yeah, and that gets published and sent to the state. It, you have to plan five years ahead for all of your major capital improvements plan projects. So It's a very long list. You'll find it online if you want it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that just takes us to questions. Uh, which we were already at, really. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, excellent questions. Yeah. Yes. Does anyone? Any other questions? Yeah. Perhaps how you, as commissioners, how how you can fit in with the city's vision. We kind of touched on those things. Mm -hmm. Have there been any uh, things that have come up in, in terms of actually putting into action some of your concerns? All any, the time. Any roadblocks that you? that have easily come say, hey, this is going to retard this action. Mm -hmm. uh, so are you asking if any of the projects that we have pursued in pursuit of the strategic plan or trying to achieve the strategic plan have run into any roadblocks? Yes. That, that's the question. Um, well, I, I'm not quite sure. I mean, this, the strategic plan has only been around since January. Um, it's been in development for a while, so uh, you know I would say the largest roadblock that we have encountered for the last couple of years, um, including now, is, is, is supply chain issues. Um, as we procure different components for our infrastructure that we're building, uh, you know, as we're procuring chargers for our electric buses, as we want to procure more electric buses in the future and, and, and various just problems with production like that. Um, that is the first roadblock that comes to my mind. One that I'm thinking of that you might relate to, Mr. Paris, is that uh, in relation to our mobility aspect was Riverside Drive. Uh, if you're familiar with Riverside Drive, there's a, a overhead railroad uh, and there's some apartments building there. There's a Brugger's across the street that's come and go just built there. But all of a sudden there's there's no sidewalk and persons are walking out into the street around that to get to the other side of Myrtle Avenue, if you're familiar with that neighborhood. So the city had thought it'd be a wonderful idea to burrow under that railroad uh, tunnel and have a pathway there. 
uh, which we've even had it in our budget that we're going to have a pedestrian tunnel there, which was it was going to be pretty expensive, uh, but railroad the railroad company put the brakes on that. Uh, so that was an obstacle because they were concerned, which rightfully so, uh, about the integrity of that uh, yeah. trestle overhead bridge. It's, it's very old and uh, mostly a lot of d just dirt. It's not concrete. Uh, so they were concerned about that and said, no, we won't allow you to do that because that was railroad property. So we've since had to revise that plan. And you will see at some point in time that that section of Riverside Drive is going to narrow uh, and there'll be a pedestrian area around that out into what was a street but will now be a walkway. Uh, so that's kind of a change in plans because of that. It'll be less costly than the pedestrian tunnel is going to be, but it still it, it fits into the mobility thing, but it hit that roadblock with, with the uh, railroad company. So that's kind of what you were talking about. Yeah, we got to do the best with what we have, and I right. guess this does help us with the resources because, like you said, it, it, it's a lot cheaper right. to just move like that than to mm. go through uh, a piece of land. So sometimes we do have to revise the plan, so yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How often uh, does the city do a strategic plan, or is this the first one they've ever done? Oh, is it every five years or ten years? Well, or? it used to be every three years. Okay. But this, with this group, this new count, newer council, just this last fall, uh, it was discussed and voted on to do five-year, make it as a five-year plan, okay. which I kind of had reservations on that because that seems like a long ways out to have a vision. But on the other hand, it, it is helpful that you can kind of readjust. There was something to do with one of the parks that was put three years down the line and, and residents wanted it to be uh, sooner than that. So we kind of had to readjust that. And well, if we take it from there, we got to put something else there. So we readjusted with that. But so the fi having the five-year plan that helps with that, with kind of readjusting priorities. Okay. Thanks. Excellent. Anybody else? All right. Thank you so much for attending. and presenting your strategic plan. Do you have anything, any closing words or? Susan, did you have a question? I was oh. just going to add on to the <coughs> free transportation uh, that I really think that um, I was, uh, I worked at the community, you know, food bank for several years uh, before the pandemic. And, you know, I, uh, part of what I did were interviews and intake and helping people get transportation to jobs and things like that. And it is challenging that we've got Iowa City and Coralville, you know, and, and I also worked at Trail of Johnson County upstairs here for two years. Um, and, you know, transportation in the county is really complex. I mean, if you just try to figure out how to get from point A to point B in the county, it's really complex. So anything we can do to partner with other, you know, North Liberty, Coralville, because even though we have free transportation, they're going to have to come downtown and transfer, you know, somewhere else. And so I just thought I would add that because it does make it difficult. And transportation is an economic development tool. Exactly. Um, mm -hmm. Getting people to jobs because there's lots of people who don't, who can't drive to work for whatever reason, for very legitimate reasons. And yes, getting them around and talking to like some of the temp agencies and knowing that, you know, their clientele has often no license or struggles, they're in transportation insecure. Um, and they want to work. <laughs> And just right. getting them up to Centro and North Liberty or... It's a very good point. Yeah, it's impossible and there's no solutions. So and that, and, and work mentioned on that. the slide that had the obstacles on there, that, yeah. that perhaps is one obstacle that we have is uh, 
Coralville and North Liberty cooperating with Iowa City then and, and making it easier from what I understand. North Liberty basically just kind of has a back and forth sort of transit system and Coralville of course has theirs that uh, and does come in to Iowa City. Uh, but. It, we need to work a little closer with them. We've, we've been working very closely with the University of Iowa because, of course, they've had, mm -hmm. well, they call it a free, but it apparently comes out of student fees eventually, so it's yeah. sort of not free, free, and free to get on it, but uh, it eventually comes from somebody's I mean, pocketbook. But All transit but, subsidized you know. by us, so what is another couple hundred thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> subsidizing right, right. it? <laughs> but we have worked with them, and, yeah. and uh, so that's a good point. I guess just the closing thing for me, at least, would be again to just thank you all for all the work that you're doing. Right. This is an extremely important role that you have in our community, and uh, we cannot share our appreciation enough. Um, it can often be very difficult for us to fill uh, commission seats. So again, we just really appreciate you being here, being willing to put in the work uh, and, and work to make Iowa City the best place it can be. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Can we leave this? Cool. Oh, and can we get a copy of this somewhere? The, the I mean, slide, yeah. Yeah, we can. We can email. Yeah, it yeah. We Rachel, can just Rachel can, Rachel can send. Rachel okay. can get copies for. I we bet. we have a copy of it. We can send it to commissioners after. Yeah, yeah, oh, awesome. yeah. Because that's helpful. That'd be wonderful. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for coming. Good rest of the meeting. <laughs> Perfect timing. Thank you. Oh, good. Good. Forty <laughs> minutes. Oh, good. 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 <laughs> All right. I'm going to have to duck out, um, but I'm going to leave and entrust the rest of the meeting to the four of you and, well, and staff. Um, yeah, so I'm going to have to actually take off <laughs> after this. Um, good thing it's Latasha next. Okay. Agenda item number I'll five, start talking. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be brief. <laughs> um, so um, we, this our operational uh, overview. So Senior Center Programming is always booming. Um, next week on Tuesday, we would like to invite all of you and anyone in the public that sees this. I don't know if they're going to see it before it actually <laughs> gets published out there, but um, for any of our members, any of our volunteers, any of our donors who have contributed to helping us to be successful, we're asking them to meet us at Terry Trueblood, 4 o'clock, um, for lots of delicious food. I think we have... Uh, food tr food trucks from Marcos, Rodney's, and Mo the Moo Moo ice cream people are coming. Is that called Moo Moo? <laughs> um, but we'll have those out there. And uh, for those coming in, we'll have a ticket for you to be able to exchange for a meal. Um, as well as we'll have music by a band that I can't remember the name of, but they're a band. <laughs> Um, and um, we'll have a couple of members from city council to come and and just thank everyone and you know I'll, I'll do a song and a dance no I'm doing neither I'll say a few words um, but we do want people to come out we'll have the wreck and roll from the rec center out there so we have games that, that can be played and um, just a good time so the weather looks to be beautiful so wear your shorts and your t-shirts Nothing, nothing fussy. Just be comfortable and come out and have a good time with us. Uh, we look forward to having folks come out for that. Um, I wanted to firm up that the center um, is remaining um, here in our location, um, and uh, we we're doing our renovations and I'll talk about our master plan update here in a little bit to specifically talk about where we are in that process. Um, what I do want to bring up as a programming kind of idea 
uh, something I've been bouncing around in my head for a long time. Um, and I'm working with a low, uh, one of our senior center members here to bring about what we call a group called Elders of Color. Um, so we have reached into some of our different populations um, that we're, we're connected to to bring about an event on June 14th. And we're going to have a luncheon and kind of specifically talk about um, what is it that uh, older folks of color are interested in um, here? Um, how can we get them back through the door? Um, we have, I always tell people, I said, despite what it may seem like, we have the number, if we look at our statistics, and we look at the statistics in our community, our numbers are one-to-one. -one, so we're not over or underrepresented, actually. Um, what we also have found is that many of our older folks of color sometimes don't live as long. So that's why we're not seeing some of those numbers when we're in those 70s and 80s. Um, so, um, but when we look at our numbers, we are one-on-one. We're not disproportionate in that regard, but we would like to um, make sure that this is a space for everyone, kind of going specifically back to the values that the city has is also a value that I have as a director, as well as the value of many of our members have expressed that we want to make sure that anyone who comes into our building feels not just welcome, but included here in the space and feel like that they can make suggestions um, outside of swimming pools. Um, that can potentially be <laughs> implemented here because we can't have a swimming pool. Um, so what I would like to also bring up is one of our commissioners. Um, he's not here, and, and I'll give him a chance to talk about this a little bit more, but we've had a couple of discussions about bringing what we, he's calling, um, this is from one of our commissioners, Gilchrist, um, about doing a wisdom circle. And our hope is that we would get representatives from some of our different groups, whether that's our queer, queer elders group, elders of color, and some of our other groups to be a part of what we're calling a wisdom circle where people would be able to kind of express, give wisdom about different things, have different discussions. Um, but it'd be another social connection opportunity here, uh, maybe even some potential community engagement in the future. Um, so we're looking forward to that, and uh, we'll bring about some more information about that, but we definitely wanted to bring it here as an idea, um, hope that you guys will support that. Um, and so that's that part. Um, for the Senior Center Master Plan Update, um, I am very happy after multiple, multiple years to let you all know our hope is to break ground on the exterior part of our project in September. So um, we're gonna have some excuse our mess signs up for about a year or so, <laughs> because you all know we're dealing with, um, you know, limestone and, and different things like that. And so we have to have our parapet, which is the, I call it the Romeo and Juliet part of our building at the very top, um, that needs to be reconstructed. And so um, one thing that's also important that I learned from our um, master plan um, architectural firm is that um, renovation of historical buildings is a sustainability and a climate action um, because we're not tearing something down and then building in it we're, we're maintaining it and with the help of our historic preservation specialists, we do believe that we can get another 100 years out of this building. So we're coming up on our 100th anniversary in probably about less than 10 years but um, we're 
since this building hasn't been renovated in 40 years we've been doing really really well at maintaining it so we do have some things some we got a couple of cracks <laughs> here there that need some glue well whatever it is material that they use um and, but other than that the building has really really amazing strong bones and we're really proud of that and proud to be able to maintain it not just as a historical building but also as a senior center in our community so um, my other thing is, it's just a, a really important reminder for commissioners that we really need everyone's attendance, especially in the next couple of months, because the only way that we can send things to city council is through our commission. So we will get delays if we need to, I mean, some stuff we can push through. <laughs> Some stuff, if we just have no choice, we'll push through. But there are things that we prefer to send through our senior center commission before it goes to council. And because we're coming up on all these renovations, we need you. We need you here um, for these different meetings. If you can't make it, I get it. People go on vacation, different things like that. Because we are not able to use Zoom as an option for attendance. Um, and we're a small commission. It is going to be really vital in our especially our next year to, as we get some things accomplished here to have folks here um, and we promise to try to keep our meetings to an hour if we can <laughs> um, to be able to get those things accomplished so that's all I have for my operational overview is there any questions I'd be willing to take questions I have a question um, is that true of all commissions in the city that they nothing can be sent to council until it goes through the commission or is it just unique to as you all are appointed as our advisors to city council we have upon ourselves a lot of times like if I have to write a memo a lot of times to council I'm going to bring it to you all first and say hey I'm writing this memo about blah 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 um, what do you all think and might be like yeah go ahead you know we don't have to vote on it but as my advisors and as the people who have been appointed by city council I, I feel um, I, should. <laughs> I should if it's something that's emergent or something i'm not going to wait to the next meeting you know but if it's some things that are kind of ongoing and you know because if you all have to go and represent us down at council it's important that you know these things and i'm not just randomly telling you like oh yeah we did all these things and we sent the city council so i try to bring it before you it's a respect thing to just you know but if we have some emergent things trust me i'm gonna be on the phone <laughs> you know we're gonna get those things handled so um yeah other questions? So for the event on uh, at Terry Trueblood, mm -hmm. could you give me a time for it? Oh, it is at 4 to 6, right? Yeah, 4 to 6. Okay. Out of Terry Trueblood, delicious food. Um, I love the ice cream part. Well, my, my kids like to come, but they volunteer. Okay, one of them volunteers. The other one tries to <laughs> pretend they're volunteering through their other sibling. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I have another question. Yeah, sure. Those with limited mobility, mm. uh, are there, you know, how far away from the activities? Oh, all the activities will be inside Terry Trueblood as well as there's a bus that goes right out there that if you're a 65 and older, you can ride for free. So, yep, um, it's just right inside. We're not, the activities are all either right inside the building or on a patio right outside. So you don't have to do a lot of walking. But th there is a little bit of a limitation for folks who are getting off from Terry Trueblood to the building. It's, mm, I don't know how, how far it is, maybe half a block, you think? Maybe half a block or so to get to the door. Yeah. 
If you drive it, you can park in the parking lot. But if you're on a bus, it's probably about half a block to the door. So. And it lets you off right at the side of Terry True Blood. So, mm -hmm. um, and that's very helpful. Yeah. But if you if you need me to come pick you up on the corner, you let me know. Throw you in my truck. <laughs> we we need a tram. <laughs> a tram. Oh, sheesh, that would be nice. It'd be nice to have a tram. Boy, we get through places real fast. Okay, I'm gonna hush because I know we're we're on time. Open open house. Ooh, yes. We need you all for the open house. Open house is June something. Eighth, thank you, Kristen. June eighth, and it's from four to seven, three to seven. Oh, I'm not hundred percent sure. I want to say three to seven. That sounds three to seven sounds right, but it might be four to seven. Anyways, it's going to be amazing. I'm very excited. Uh, we'll have lots of food, um, and well, listen, we're gonna have a lot of food, but it's gonna be little cutesy food. So don't come thinking mm -hmm. about to get full. So. <laughs> but we will have um, some appetite. What, what what's the what's the fancy words for app for observes? We'll have observes that you can partake of as well as desserts and beverages. Um, and then we will have the building set up, and we'll have our. If you came to our open house before, we'll have mini classes set up. So if you want to experience some of the classes, as well as we'll have the um, our in-house agencies like VNA and different folks like that, they'll be in their different um, spaces so that you can see the space and talk to them. And we're still working out a lot of those details, but we're really excited about it. Y'all know it's going to be fresh flowers because I got to have fresh flowers. Um, but it's going to be beautiful, and we would love for you all to come out. We're, we're getting them pens. Are they getting um, name tags? Yes, we'll have name tags um, for you all. And we need people for our welcome table. So we're looking for a welcome table on the third floor and on this floor. So it'd be great to have commissioners. Uh, we're also gonna ask for our friends of the Senior Center folks to help us there too. But just, we have some brochures and some different things at the table, you know, so that people can, um, you know, say, read this, this is us. So um, looking forward to um, having that, uh, come about on June 7th, 8th, 8th, sorry. Uh, we've had it before, it was amazing. I think we had over 400 people come through wow. the last time we did this. So um, this year, our theme is here to stay. So uh, we're really gonna play on that. Last time it was Center Secrets, um, but this time it's here to stay. So come out, join us. Uh, those in the public, it's open to anyone in the community, um, no matter your age. But if you're under a certain age, bring bring an adult with you, <laughs> like the little people. All right, Hi. you guys are up. Commission discussion. Okay, so are there any questions about the master plan that the senior center master plan? No. No. Okay, thanks. And then policy review. So policy review and approval, I will turn over to Kristen. <laughs> All right, uh, we, in your packet, there are two policies that um, staff has uh, gone over recently and 
um, had some changes on. So policy updates, when we make a change to policies. Can you use um, your mic a little bit more? Uh, when we make changes to um, policies, those go to you all for approval. And um, so the two policies that we had um, that we made changes to was fundraising, donations, grants, and partnerships. And the other one is hours of operations. Um, since we have a lot of what the changes are, switching the verbiage back to the Iowa City Senior Center. So that's the majority of the changes um, in both of these documents. Um, there are a couple of things that I'll, I'll note um, under fundraising donations, grants and partnerships. Under the donations section, we updated um, how those donations are processed to reflect um, how we currently do that, um, which is processing through our um, database, ActiveNet, and that then they're recorded um, in the donor database that Jesse Simon, our development specialist, um, oversees. So we noted that, and um, we also changed some verbiage around um, that donors may be recognized in uh, print or digital publications periodically. And then under uh, types of uh, gifts, we updated um, number two, the last sentence there, that no item may be gifted to the senior center where the owner retains rights to the item or dictates its use. Was, those were the three changes that were outside of just the name change in that um, policy. And then um, under hours of operations, we um, I think we have change. to we have to t do a vote on that before we we can sure yes no. so um, Sue, I'll let you if you want to um, ask for a motion to approve the updated changes for the fundraising donations grants and partnerships. Okay, so I am looking for a motion to approve uh, the policy changes to fundraising, donations, grants, and partnerships policy. Do I have a motion? Okay, Nancy. Um, motion. Pardon? So uh, oh, and then we, and we need a and second. second. Okay. More in seconds. And then we've got. She's got to call the vote. So we will call uh, a vote on those that motion. Mm -hmm. So all in favor say aye. 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 All opposed? Nay? Okay. We'll get it, yes. Motion passes. <laughs> <laughs> we work it through it. Okay. Um, so then the uh, other policy that um, we made some changes to um, the routine hours of operation, uh, we indicated under number two, uh, evening and weekend hours are created for programs, services, member access is what we added, and rental access at the discretion of the senior center coordinator or designee. And um, then we also added at the discretion of the senior center coordinator, the building may occasionally be closed for staff in service days. Um, and then under holiday hours, we updated uh, number two to read at the discretion of the coordinator or designee, specific areas of the facility may be opened for rentals, special events, and contracted work or, ser or services on a designated city of Iowa City holiday. So that was the change to that policy. Any questions? Okay, are there any questions about that, those policies? 
regarding the hours, I was unclear what that the hours were. You want to? I can do it. <laughs> um, uh, our regular hours are Monday through Friday, eight to five p.m. Currently, um, and the evening sometimes on weekends. Sometimes there's rentals. There's other events that are going on. So it's usually up to me signing off on a document saying it's okay that people are renting the building and there's they're throwing a party or whatever. Um, and so that if we need to be closed, sometimes we'll close for in service day. We're just including that as part of our policy saying that that's usually up to my personal discretion, not personal, but my work, <laughs> my work discretion that we need to do it in service to kind of get caught up on different things going on in the building to prepare us. We usually do that probably once every six months or so to just, cause we're a small staff, it's hard for us to all get in one room. Cause then the rest of the building you got, the, we think the members might run wild and take over. And so we have to, you know, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, that is mostly what that is. It's just so we can have in service and, and when, to give permission for those other things. Thank you. You're welcome. Any other questions? Okay, so now we need a motion to pass these uh, new, this new verbiage on, these, on the fundraising. No, just hours oh, of operation. On the hours of operation I and holiday move. hours, right? Um, so do I have a motion? I shall move. Okay. I second. Nancy seconds. I think it was Tasha. Yeah. Pardon? Oh, oh sorry. That's <laughs> okay. I'm just trying to get it clear for the record. <laughs> okay, so uh, all in favor uh, to pass these new, this new verbiage on the op operation hours, say aye. 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 All opposed? Okay. Motion passes. I love this. This is great. <laughs> I'll get there. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Um, this last one, Commissioner's Report of Community Correspondence. So just if anybody um, like wanted to report back anything that they had done in the community. Okay. Okay, so our next agenda item is a commissioner's report on community correspondence. So does anyone have anything they'd like to report from things they've done in the community? No. No? Okay. Um, and then are there any future agenda items that you'd like to add? Nope. Okay. Then I say meeting is adjourned. <laughs>